Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, about 15 minutes left in the program before we hand over the baton to Dan Gross and Greg Buttle. Get you set with uh, Jets countdown to kickoff. So they take on the Eagles today, MetLife Stadium, team they've never beaten before. It's a big game for many reasons. One, chance to get to 3-3 three and three ahead of the bye. Another opportunity to see Zach Wilson you know, try to get some confidence. But uh, Dan Olaski was on the K-Show earlier this week and weighed in on what I'm looking forward to watching unfold, and that's his thoughts on the Jets' playoff chances. I do think they are good enough to make the playoffs. Even uh, with Wilson? Yes. Are they capable of it? Yes. Obviously, the defense has to be the backbone, and the defense has been playing fantastic. The Vera Tucker news is obviously impactful. That makes me actually a little bit more hesitant than I was 30 seconds ago. I forgot about that, but they were running the football really well, especially when they used motion. Here's where I am with Zach. One really good game when he saw a ton of man coverage, and they were aggressive on early downs against Kansas City. One game last week where he was pretty good on third downs last week, specifically later in that game. He missed two throws down in the red zone that hurt them he just didn't even look at the guy i'm trying to have reasonable expectations for zach's performance if they get that type of zach either the kansas city one or last week i think they got a chance to win most of their games the vera tucker news does give me a significant amount of pause i gotta see what their offensive line looks like without them the schedule gets a lot easier following this game it's been brutal man you had buffalo dallas New England is, you know, the team that you should not have lost to. But then you had Kansas City, Denver, they stink. But now you got today mm-hmm. the, the NFC defending champion, Philadelphia Eagles. So it's a big game. If you still fashion yourself to be, excuse me, still fashion yourself to be a playoff team, I, I know you say it's early, but for, for the Jets, when they haven't made the playoffs in 12 straight years, when they got their backup quarterback on the center, they're dealing with all these injuries. These are the types of games that can, you know, really make or break your season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Jets got it, man. They got one hell of a schedule, you know. They, 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 they. But you know, I don't think there's anything like the way they play at Kansas City. Um, I, it was a, it was good for me to see that, you know. And I think just because they played them as hard as they did and should have won the game, yeah. I think, I think they're capable of making the playoffs, man. I, 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 I truly believe that, you know. I think somewhere along the line, I think they're gonna win a couple games. They're going to drop a game. They're going to win a couple more games. And I think at some point in there, they, they're going to be up where they're competing and, you know, in every game to win. So, again, it's still it's still kind of, you know, it's still not too late in the season for them to get it together. But ever since he's exactly has been at, at the quarterback position for the Jets this year, I think they've, they've only gotten better. Here is Zach Wilson uh, on facing the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they do a good job, and I think the main thing for me is keeping my same process. I can't feel rushed out there, and I got to trust the guys up front because I definitely have reason to. They've done a good job for me, and you know, rely on those guys. But I need to help them out as well, and the best I can. And I think as the flow goes on in the game, we'll know if I got to get it out quicker or whatever's going on. You know, we'll be able to adjust. Through an interception last week, uh, uh, late in the game when the Jets could have, you know, you know, put it away. They were eventually able to do it on defense, but he threw an interception that maybe was more of Garrett Wilson's fault. Uh, but you got to stay away from those back-breaking turnovers, those mental errors, like ending the first half without getting points, You know, throwing the ball into the middle of the field when you know you have no timeouts. And I, I think that in order for you know them to take that leap, in order for them to continue into the rest of the season where games are meaningful and they got a chance to make the playoffs, it's not just about Zach 
you know, throwing the ball and airing it out. It's about limiting the mistakes and the turnovers and having this team ready every single snap. Uh, on the other side, you have the Giants, who tonight will play Sunday night football against the Buffalo Bills, a team coming off of a loss, so don't feel great about that. And Tyrod Taylor is going to be on the center because Daniel Jones is out with a neck injury. The Giants all year long have been dealing with injuries. Saquon looks like he's going to try to give it a go. But it's it's the type of game where if you're the Giants, it's not like you come into it with high expectations. You're just looking to see, can we be competitive? Can we show some pride? Can we not every single week look like the worst team in football? And to what degree is Tyrod Taylor a difference? Now, is it a net negative where he's worse? Is it a net positive where he can be better? Or if it's just more of the same because our team is bad and our offensive line stinks? <sighs> Man. Okay. So, I was talking about the Giants. Tyrod Taylor, right? Yep. Okay. So, he's a savvy been in the league a long time. Been on a couple of different teams. He's, he, you know, he's had his his time as a starter. Um, respect this game a lot. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be. I don't know if he's gonna be able to give the Giants any, any kind of new wind to 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 be happy about. You know, I just think it's so much more wrong than just the quarterback position that that this won't that that it just won't make a difference. Who's what now? I say all of that because I'm not biased on my team, and this is my job, right? But I, I don't, I, I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, that breath of fresh air that we all need as Giants fans and people that love the Giants to be happy about. The Giants uh, outscored 94-15 in primetime games so far this why, season. Why you say that with a with a smirk, man? I, it's not a smirk. It's just you look at the number, and it's just like, damn, really? Listen, Ty, you're gonna stop talking about my team, man. <laughs> It's like, you're going gonna to stop doing that. Man. It's like, man, really? And the world has been watching this. Like, it's it, – and look, I'm a Jet fan. Obviously, I don't root for the Giants, but I picked them to make the playoffs, and I'm rooting for myself to be right. So I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed at your team for not having me just be wrong, but to be this dead wrong about them where they're 1-5, and five, the season is lost. We're talking about can they draft a quarterback. Folks are saying, you know, whether or not Brian Dable should be fired. Like, it's gotten that bad, and we're only at week six. But tonight – uh, they play a team in Buffalo again. One of the best in football, coming off of a loss. It's a reunion of sorts for Brian Dable, returning to where he was the offensive coordinator, helping Josh Allen get to this MVP level uh, where he stands today. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn, who last week we had to cut off because he was screaming too damn much. Let's see if he's a little bit more reserved today. What's up, Artie? Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm not screaming. I'm joking. I actually Greeks love are very, Greek, Greeks are very passionate people. <laughs> I love we, it, man. Yeah, I, I have a shirt that says, I'm not screaming. I'm just talking loud. You know? <laughs> it's so, like when people um, say, I'm not talking fast. You're just listening slow. It's, it's, it's how right, we're right, consuming right. it. <laughs> so listen, we – look, I know Hall had huge numbers last week. We're not doing that against Philly, number one. Number two, you know without our defensive cornerbacks – they're putting no points. This has to go with the game plan. Look, it wasn't so successful, but we have to go with the game plan that against Dallas. Put the ball in Zach's hands and let him put Gibson in there. For God's sake, can we put Gibson in instead of Cobb and throw some shots deep? They're doubling Wilson. You know that. You got one-on-one coverage. 
in training camp, he'd sack hit Gibson at least three or four times down the sidelines. You, the kid's got speed. You could do it. You, if you're going to be worried about him throwing picks, you're not winning this game anyway. You've got to win this game 40-35. to 35. You're not going to win the game like you won against Denver 2017 against the Eagles. Guaranteed. His, their, run, their quarterback is going to have more yards combined rushing than our whole running back tango. It's, it, it's inevitable. Okay? That's how the Commodores... Inevitable. I can't believe it, just, the commanders stay close. That's how the other teams stay close. They, they are vulnerable with the pass. Okay? He's got to have a game like Kansas City, except more. More shots downfield. Against Kansas City, he, they didn't do that. You got to take shots downfield. That's just my opinion. I was I a lot calmer this year. No, I mean, listen. Fun. I want you to be energized. It's it's fun. That, that's who you be. Who you are, man. When you pull up to to our crib and we chilling and talking yeah. about the game, okay. be who you are. So I'm turning it off for another thirty seconds. You know, Sally's got to <laughs> prove something to me. He's not just that. He's a head coach. He's not just a defensive coordinator. He's a head coach. He's got to go into Hackett and tell him what he wants. I'm tired of this garbage. That Hawkins in charge of the offense and sounds the defense and just clapping and saying, good job, good job. No, that's not the way it works. Okay, you're a head coach. Get in there and tell them what you want. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate you, Marty. <laughs> Yo, BJ, man, he did a lot, a lot, of, lot of enthusiasm there. A lot of enthusiasm, man. He's, he's in love with his team, man. He wants to see success. <laughs> I love it, man. Let's go to that's Jose it. and Emerson. It's going to be uh, one of the final calls on the show before you wrap things up. What's up, Jose? Hey, what's up, Ty? Great show as always. I called you out the other week and saying that the Jets will score 35 on the uh, Broncos, but they scored 31. I'm good with that. What I see with Zach Wilson, when he gets really into a uh, into a flow, is when they do the whole two minute drill that he has to get you know a couple of passes downfield. He's efficient with it. He doesn't get nervous. Doesn't worry about the pocket. That's what he has to do today to win, and the defense has to hold their own. Yeah, I mean, spot on there. Defense is going to be tough. Appreciate the call. It's going to be tough without uh, a lot of weapons, uh, you know, with uh, Reed and with Gardner. Losing your two best corners in your secondary, going up against Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, that's certainly not a recipe for success. But, you know, it's going to come down to maybe for the first time all year, you're having to be led by your offense. Like, your defense is fractured right now. Your defense is compromised. So the Jets are going to have to put up some points. Let me ask you this uh, as we transition back to the Giants. So there's a lot that has been made about, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs and his relationship with Josh Allen. And, um, you know, he blew up on the sideline last week, and Josh Allen continues to play it down. He, I, I wanted to play this for you real quick because I want to get your reaction, you know, as far as someone who played the game. Ryan Clark was on first take, and he talked about Stefan Diggs and, and Josh Allen's relationship. Bruh, I am so tired of us watching Stefan Diggs post-play reactions like we watching Taylor Swift. Like, that's not what it is. That, 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 that's not where it's at. We care about these things more than we care about production. It's not about his production. He doesn't behave this way when they win, even if he's not getting the football. This is a dude that wants to win games, and it's always been about winning games. When he stood on the field after the Kansas City Chiefs beat him in the AFC Championship, he stood on the field because he wanted to be back there. 
there. When he was upset because they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals last year in the divisional round, it was because they lost. It was because my production or my lack of production led to an L. Stephon Diggs been going crazy all year. There's only one game that he doesn't have over 100 yards. He starts the season with 10 catches against the New York Jets. He's not on the sideline showing his quarterback up. He pissed off. They not winning. And like, that's what you want. And you understand those sorts of guys. Because if you listen to him mic'd up against the Miami Dolphins, there is no bigger cheerleader that game for Josh Allen than Stephon Diggs. Then Stephon Diggs talking about how big of a playmaker he is. Then Stephon Diggs saying hat trick and Josh Allen throwing his hat in the air. That's their relationship. But when he was upset, what's the difference between those two interactions? The interaction in Miami, when he's big upping Josh Allen, is between him and Josh Allen. He and Josh Allen are having a conversation. He is rooting on his quarterback. When he was imploding in London, he was by himself. Do we, are we overreacting to the Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. You talk about a guy, you know, like Ryan says, he wants to win. He wants to win. And there's times where he's had great games. That he's had great games and lost, like the Jet game, right? The guy wants to win. I don't think there's anything to his quarterback. I think we're all looking at it and overreacting because we see the antics on the sideline that, that we can't really hear what's going on, right? All we see is body language, right? So we make something of it as what is not, you know? And I've seen that. I've been a part of that. Like people talk trash about Shockey when, when I always say, I bring Shockey up, right? We talk, you know, they talk trash about him forcing, trying to force Eli to throw him the ball and, you know, reacting on the sideline. No, that's just him upset and, you know, lashing out on himself. It has nothing to do with what Eli, he knows his other wide receivers out there. He knows that he's not the first read. He knows the first second, if the first read is open, he's not going to get the ball, right? He's never really lashed out on Eli, you know, but he's always, he, he lashed out because he was just, you know, he was just pissed that he, that, that he's not, getting the ball not because he's not being thrown to him it's just because it, it, it just it just didn't happen you know he never lashed out on Eli and you know, we always make what we want to make of things just by watching body language and that's never and that's you know not always that no nah, I hear it. it it just goes back to though the playoffs where you know after they lost to Cincinnati uh, Diggs laughed didn't talk to anyone then to start the season in training camp he, he wasn't at practice and Sean McDermott told reporters he was concerned and, you know, we saw that, that this was brewing. And we know there's a lot of pressure on the Bills to, to win a Super Bowl because, you know, they've been this team heralded as the next champion and it just hasn't happened yet. And, you know, Diggs is frustrated. Josh Allen, of course, has to be feeling some frustration. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that from a player's perspective just because, you know, sometimes we do over-dramatize and, and make it more than what it is. I feel like this is real. And I think that if this season doesn't end swimmingly for Buffalo, um, it, it, they're going to have some questions about McDermott. They're going to have some questions about whether or not Diggs should remain there. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create an interesting offseason for Buffalo. But tonight, they play the Giants, of course, a game they should win. 15 might be a little too rich. You think the Giants can keep this one close tonight? I hope, man. I just hope they can give us something to be excited about, at least give us something to cheer about throughout the course of four quarters. That's all I want. I want. I want. I want. I want some success throughout the course of the game. I'm not asking you to go win the game. Something positive. Something positive in each quarter. Give me four positive things in the game, and I'll be happy. <laughs> I hear you, man. Let's just not like 
this can't be the the type of game where at halftime, I I close up shop. Let's put a movie on. Let's put a show on because Buffalo's rolling. The Giants are embarrassing themselves. This has to be one of those. Keep it close. Give us something to be encouraged about. Right. Something different. Yeah, and that's all I want. Just give me something to to cheer about, you know, something. 